The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Uh, let me talk to you a little bit about uh, the government's summer programme. So this is a €40 million Euro, uh, programme. That's the planned expenditure next year that was announced in the budget. And it's a programme that's put in place for pupils with complex special educational needs and those at the greatest risk of educational disadvantage. It runs over the summer months, as the name would suggest, and it is broadly welcomed uh, by different interest groups uh, working in this area. Despite that, there have been criticisms of some aspects of the programme in the past. For instance, take a listen to Simon Lewis, a principal at Carlo Educate Together. Staffing is a massive issue. It's been extremely difficult to get staff um, and um, on top of that, that, that sort of, I suppose, makes it even more difficult is that uh, people aren't being paid in time. Uh, you know, I've had uh, people who've come off uh, social welfare to do two weeks' work and they don't get paid till November, you know, uh, and, and that's not okay for families who might be struggling. They can't wait, you know, five or six months. But I think what probably gets most people's goats up uh, in schools, um, if you don't mind me saying, really, is that... Um, there seems to be this sort of atmosphere of shaming schools who don't take part in the July provision and turning kind of families against those schools. And I kind of feel that's not really the way to do business. I think if we want to open this program up to more families and to more schools. We need to start uh, speaking to them um, about what is it that's preventing them from doing it and what, what the department can do um, to help that happen and, uh, and, and really genuinely listen rather than this culture of shaming. Uh, Simon Lewis, Principal of Carlo Educate uh, Together. Josepha Madigan is Minister of State with Responsibility for Special Education and Inclusion. Uh, Minister, what can you tell us, first of all, about the programme, this €40 million that's going to be spent on it next year? Well, I suppose the main difference this year, Kieran, is that uh, we are announcing it now. Uh, So €40 million available um, now, uh, which we managed to secure through the budget. Um, Whereas if you think of last year, it wasn't until May that the summer programme was announced. So this, we're hoping, having listened to feedback um, from schools, and we expect uh, that now they're going to be in a position to plan accordingly, uh, to be able to hire external staff if they need them, um, and to allow that certainty as well for parents. So they're not waiting last minute, uh, but they have now. It's only October now, so there's a good few months, hopefully, to prepare. I mean, the summer provision, I mean, it's been described in the department's inspector's report as life-changing, um, and it really is a life-changing programme. And that really comes from parental feedback, uh, whether child with additional needs and also children from disadvantaged backgrounds as, as well um, who go to to uh, attend these programmes. Um, and it's a huge benefit to them. It really helps their well-being. Uh, it increases their confidence. It motivates them. Um, and, you know, it maintains that education connection, I suppose, from the end of school up until September. So, like this year, we have about 45,000 pupils taking uh, taking part in it. And like, there's nothing but positivity um, when these children participate in it. And, you know, I listened to what Simon said there um, from Carlo Educate Together. And that's why we have um, responded in terms of having a, a review. So we've started a review of the summer provision because it's really important to me, especially as, as First Minister for Special Education, that as many schools as possible can participate and that we support them uh, to do that so that they in turn can support the children with mm. additional needs who so badly need the support during the summer. So so you, you suspect by announcing it this early the same problem won't arise as arose this summer uh, and Simon spoke about it there kind of people coming off the live register to teach and not getting paid for a couple of months. It's a long time we, to go without money. 
Yeah, and that has been completely changed. Um, I mean, what was happening last year, um, it depended really on whether they, when they submitted the claim, but there's a new online claim system now. Um, so already from the school-based programme, over 9,000 staff have already been paid. So what we did is we listened to the staff, who are the people at the end of the day, uh, the principals and staff, the SNAs who are running these programmes, to see how we can take away any barriers that's that, prohibiting them or stopping them running the, the school programme. Um, and one of those was in terms of the pay. So we have addressed that. But also the staff, and Simon mentioned that as well um, on his call. So now we uh, are allowing schools hire final year students. Um, we uh, our, our other staff, you know, even from the early years sector or from the ECHA scheme, our other SNAs, our, our special education teachers, even students from therapy or nursing uh, or other healthcare backgrounds. Because it, it, it's completely understandable that, you know, particularly after COVID, um, but a lot of staff, are, are especially in the special schools, um, are extremely tired by the end of the year. Um, and we want to allow them this certainty now where they mm. can get external staff who can come in, familiarise themselves with the, the schools themselves and also with the children. Um, because obviously there will be concern about oversight from staff themselves within the schools. So we've listened to everything that they've said. And I think the feedback that we're getting from the review and from the Special Education Consultative Forum has been really good uh, and really helping us inform um, why some schools aren't participating. A thousand schools participated in it this yeah. year. You know, that is a 16% but, increase on last year. So we are going in the right direction. But we want to do everything we can to support um, schools. Well, well uh, speaking of skilled staff and a shortage of skilled staff, uh, the Department of Education confirming this week that it'll be November before junior cert students or last year's junior cert students uh, get their results. I know Donegal Lira, the Sinn Féin housing spokesperson, uh, uh, housing education spokesperson rather, uh, suggesting it shows a lack of respect to those students, their parents and their teachers. I mean, it is a long time to wait. It is a long time to wait. Um, I mean, the, the State Exams Commission, like, you know, in, in fairness to them, they have been making every effort that they can to mark all the subjects um, on time. I mean, the last time the junior first was held was in October, uh, or sorry, was, was in 2019, and the results came out in October. So it's a month after that. Um, so the results will be out on the 23rd of November, um, and it's a Wednesday, and they'll be open um, on a portal um, at four o'clock, um, it's an online service, so they can also receive them in person as well. And I think one of the points the State Exams Commission were making um, is that they wanted to make sure that there was a very high standard of marking uh, and a quality of the work rather than rushing it. And there was, as we know, a significant shortage of examiners, uh, which affects not just the junior cycle, but also the leaving first cycle as well. And so they wanted to make sure that that wouldn't happen um, this year. And um, they will get the results in November, I suppose, and that's, that's the main thing. Uh, can I ask you, uh, Minister, what I have you about a tweet you sent in the wake of the awful tragedy in Creesla in Donegal. Uh, one hopes this isn't deliberate, but it is yet to be clarified, exclamation mark. I hope no one is injured and they find the culprits. Now, you sent that tweet, you promptly deleted the tweet, uh, uh, but you, you sent it nonetheless, like... I just, I suppose I want to understand your mindset in sending that tweet. It's fine for maybe people on the street to speculate and wonder what might have happened. But for a government minister to talk about culprits, that was very irresponsible, wasn't it? Well, first of all, Karen, I, I shouldn't have sent the tweet. Um, I was wrong. Uh, and I want to sincerely apologise uh, for not just sending the tweet, but, but also for the offence caused as a result. Uh, I am terribly sorry for that. 
Uh, and I also want to offer, if you don't mind, my heartfelt condolences to all the entire Quisla community, but especially to the bereaved families who've lost their loved ones. I mean, it's an unimaginable um, tragedy that was visited um, on the people uh, in Donegal. And my heart goes out to all of those uh, affected by this um, absolutely shocking event. All right. Uh, okay. Well, listen, before I let you go, we're going to be speaking to Owen O'Brien. I mentioned Donna O'Leary being Sinn Féin's housing spokesperson. Owen O'Brien is the Sinn Féin, is the Sinn Féin housing spokesperson and he's going to be here after five o'clock. Uh, it looks like the government are rowing back on the levy, the concrete levy. It's going to be 5% instead of 10%. It's going to be delayed to September instead of April. Uh, can you confirm that? I, I can't confirm. Um, I'm, I wasn't obviously at Cabinet this morning, so I'm not sure what decision has been made in relation to it, um, but, but I'm sure it will be clarified in early court. Um, I mean, we had Alan Barrett of the ESRI on this show who suggested 10, 10 seconds rather of economic analysis uh, would confirm that this was going to be passed on uh, to the paying uh, punter, which I, I think is the view of many within Fine Gael, despite the Taoiseach's persistent rhetoric that it's about making developers pay. Alan Barrett is right, isn't he? Well, I think the difficulty is um, is that, you know, we have to, the government and, and the Irish people have to find some way uh, for a lot of these res- restitution works that are going to be done in terms of MICA, uh, in terms of other um, developments that weren't built adequately in the way that they should have been. Um, so that money has to be found, found somewhere. But I think also uh, we have listened to those who have had a difficulty with this levy and there's a balance that needs to be struck in terms of trying mm. to and find a, a correct solution that's as you know. But a, even a reduced a levy will still be passed on to paying customers. It'll make houses more expensive, which is kind well, of remarkable my, because I, I understand Simon Coveney at parliamentary party meetings is talking about tax cuts for developers because it doesn't make economic sense to tax something you want more of. Well, I mean, on the concrete levy, my understanding that that there was a derogation in relation to the VAT anyway, and um, so you know, I, I think the, the construction industry. Um, you know, does have to take some ownership and some responsibility in, in terms of uh, trying to, to, to pay for this. Um, but, you know, we, we are doing a lot in terms of housing in, in general with the Housing for All programme, which will, will hopefully and should deliver uh, more housing um, over the next few years. We've already delivered 25,000 houses this year and another 9,000 in terms of social housing. And we're putting four billion a year um, into the Housing for All plan, which we expect will deliver a significant amount of housing over the next number of years. All right. Uh, education, uh, or sorry, uh, Minister of State with responsibility for special education uh, and inclusion, Josepha Manigan. Uh, Minister, thanks a minute for joining us uh, here on the show. Uh, Chris is unimpressed in 5306. The government seems to be uh, following the bad example of Liz Truss in going about a U-turn. Peter says, are they just going to wait a while, increase the USC and have taxpayers bail the builders out again? And Alan and Navin says, Kieran, did you say who should pay the MICA bill? We will have to pay every man, woman and child in Ireland through our taxes is that fair? Alan, I don't think that is fair. But I think it's fairer than first-time buyers from September next year having to pay more for their house in order to foot the bill. I don't think it's fair that we all have to do it. But we don't live in a fair world and I think first-time buyers shouldn't be targeted. Remember, they're already paying more than anyone else has in the history of the state for their homes and it is government policy to make those homes more expensive. I can't understand it, Alan, but listen, thanks for the text. 53106 is the number. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.